0: All right, here we go.
1: Armed American Radio's classic roundtable is upon us here in the Car Firearms Group studios on this six-hour mic. All of it brought to you today and every day by X Insurance. Greg in Dallas, Tejas, How you doing, brother? Not pretty good for a Sunday evening. Boy, I tell you, got some thunder rumbling outside the AAR Ranch Studios today. Uh-oh. It's just been yeah, there've been some powerful storms rolling through here. So well, crazy we, stuff. And go ahead. We didn't send it your way. It's been sunny here all weekend. So. Okay, well, I can't blame you for that, I guess. And uh, I can't really blame anybody right, yep, for that. Yep. But uh, I do want to give, yet again, another huge shout-out to those of you in Mississippi. A uh, number of stations across the state of Mississippi, if I'm not mistaken, I think a dozen stations carry Armed American Radio. And I, as I mentioned in the other hour, uh, my family said a prayer for you. A uh, lot of destruction in Mississippi, and it happens at this time of year down south. Most people don't realize how many tornadoes come rolling through dixie alley from mississippi into alabama and up into into georgia and we've been we've been very lucky mississippi bore the brunt of it a couple days ago and uh, just a little bit south of me in lagrange also got some uh, some devastating tornadoes so my family said a prayer for you all and i know we're you know millions of us are praying for you in mississippi we love you guys in mississippi and i uh, just want to let you know that we're thinking about you okay our thoughts are with all of you that uh, you guys are able to get through this as quick as possible, and uh, it's awful to see what happens in in uh, in that devastation. Some nasty, nasty storms. So we're thinking about you. Uh, let's get this party started, Greg, before we go to the round table, Would you tell people where to watch the show, please?
2: Sure. Just head on over to armedamericanradio.org. In that top right-hand corner, you're going to see three little hash marks. Just give those a click, and when that window opens up, select that Watch Live option. Uh, Don't drive and watch, so you will probably want to watch the or listen. hit the Listen Live link, and when you do that, you'll have two subsequent links pop open. Uh, One's going to be for the Monday through Friday Daily Defense broadcast, and the other is for this broadcast right here, the Sunday Monster Cast. And if you've missed an episode of either of these two programs, well, head on over to our podcast link, which is is right above. Listen live and get caught up on any episodes you may have missed. If you're a fan of the show and you'd like to sport some merch while you're out there and pick up a nice shirt or a a pint glass, we'll head on down to our shop link at the bottom of all of these links. And lastly, if you'd like to join our live chat, head on over to your app store, grab the Telegram messaging app, create your profile, and search for Armed American Radio Conversations.
1: Thank you, Greg. appreciate that very much. Guys, the hour is going to fly right by. So snap your buckles in. Buckle in. It always does. And I happen to know Brad Primo was the first one to call in. Brad, welcome in, brother, CEO of Led Slingers. How are you today, my friend?
2: Oh, man, Mark, if I was doing any better, it would be two of me, I think. So,
3: Thanks
1: for having me. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, that would be four of us at the roundtable, or five of us at the roundtable. If we had two of you, that would be something else, wouldn't it? What a conversation that would be. <laughs> That's Brad Primo, CEO of Lead Slingers. By the way, if you're watching the show, Daniel Defense and Lead Slingers present the show to you on camera, by definition, every single day, six days a week, and we thank them for that. Let's go to Justin Moon, CEO of Car Arms. This is the Car Firearms Group Studios. Justin, how are you, my friend? You're doing good, Mark. Thanks for having me, man. Always a pleasure, brother. Always a fun conversation when you're involved. And Neil McCabe, reporter from One American News. And we thank One American News for allowing Neil to be here with us. Neil McCabe from Parts Unknown. How you doing, brother? Phenomenal, Mark. Very good to be with you guys. And getting better every day, right, Neil McCabe?
4: <laughs> We're pumpkin jacked, Mark.
1: <laughs> Let's start. With, I want to start with Trump. Uh, Big rally in Waco, Texas, or was it as big as it could have been? You know, Trump now going after DeSantis, clearly thinks DeSantis is going to be a primary threat. Uh, Neil, although we'll start with Brad, because Brad called in first. We introduced you first, Brad. The left wing media now, and I love this because when, you know, that old adage, when you're taking flack, you're over the target. And Trump has taken more flack now from left-wing media. You go read all the left-wing media. He's threatening violence. I mean, anything that comes out of his mouth, the left is attacking. Brad, your thoughts on Trump's rally and what we're fixing to see, as we say, south of the Mason-Dixon line where you are coming up in the campaign, which is now, because of this rally and and some of the, the talk that we're hearing, is now heating up, and it's just going to continue from this point forward. What are your thoughts on what's going on with Trump right now?
2: Well, you know, I mean, you know, he's getting his his campaigning gear, and you know, I mean, you know, DeSantis is out there, and I actually like the idea of having you know at least two really strong candidates in the primary. I know we have some others probably going to sign up, but you know, I'm a strong proponent of the idea that iron sharpens iron, and you know, let's, let's let these guys duke it out. And it's probably going to be you know kind of hard to watch it sometimes. And of course, the leftist media and the Democrats are going to claim it, it shows division on the right and division amongst Republicans and you know, a civil war going on in the right. But I mean, I think we need to let it play out and get behind whoever wins, uh, whether it's Trump, DeSantis, or, you know, if there's someone else out there, we don't know yet. Um, but I, I like the idea of, you know, like let's just have a, a, a good, uh, clean, uh, fight, you know, and, and duke it out and, you know, may the best man win. So
1: I, I agree with you. I, iron sharpens iron. I like that analogy because you're right. And I don't know about clean, but I will tell you this, Justin, A, I think the party will be stronger after a good, bruising primary. I think the party will strengthen. What do you think, Justin?
3: Oh, I, I like DeSantis, so I don't want him to be uh, politically destroyed. But uh, Trump will ravage him, and it's going to be bad news for DeSantis. So... I think it's a bad idea. I think DeSantis should get behind Trump. I think he should, you know, ask Trump to be his VP. And I think we should, you know, avoid this whole, whole. <laughs> so, it, it, yeah, it would so. be
1: nice, but I don't know how realistic. Neil, what you just heard from Brad and what you just heard from Justin, you know what's going on in Washington. You're in tune. You co- you've you covered these rallies, uh, you know, down in Florida in particular. You know what's happening from that standpoint. What do you think is getting ready to happen? And let's be real here: DeSantis hasn't announced
4: anything yet. Well, it's it, it's kind of strange, right? Because uh, DeSantis going back to uh, going back to twenty twenty one once Trump was out of the White House, the, the DeSantis people started leaking that uh, DeSantis had problems with Trump and it's been a steady beat for the next say two years that um you know desantis had problems with trump desantis has problems with trump desantis has problems with trump and you know during the um you know say in august of 2020 uh, i'm assuming 2022 it's it's my understanding that uh people in the trump campaign or people in the trump camp reached out to governor desantis's campaign and said, hey, would you like Trump to campaign for you or to host a rally for you or endorse you? And there was no reply. And basically that that offer was was dismissed. And so that was really the first clue that uh, the Trump camp had, that this thing is real and that he's really running, he's really gonna run against Trump. And what DeSantis has to prove, he has to deal with is, this case has to be. I agree with Trump on everything. Trump was great to me, and got me in office, but I need for the for the for the betterment of the country and the world. I need to stop him from going back into the White House, and he needs to make that case. Oh boy, uh, Brad,
1: let's let's go to you on that because that's interesting for a number of different reasons, and it brings up a lot of a lot of questions but i think first and foremost is is desantis capable of doing what neil said when he is facing the attacks from trump that are sure to come
2: i mean that's i mean that's what we need the the primary season for i mean that's going to be the, the testing ground for him i think that you know, from a like, if you're a pro-DeSantis uh, person, you you look at what he's accomplished in Florida, um, essentially taking Florida from being a purple state to a, a solidly red state. Um, he has done a good job of kind of taking head on and confronting uh, leftist policies, especially when it comes to you know um, you know gender politics and in uh, racial politics and things like that. I don't think anybody can argue that you know Florida is doing great right now, and they did pretty good during uh, the pandemic. Um, so he has a lot of things to stand on. Uh, you know, he probably has some work to do when it comes to being a national candidate, and you know, that's where we're going to find out when he runs against Trump because Trump is experienced. Uh, right. Trump is is a proven he's a proven leader. And he's and he's been a winner. So um, there's a lot to be said for that.
1: We will take the conversation and those questions over to Justin, and then we will move to the congressional ATF hearings this past week. Don't go away. It's going to be a great hour.
6: It's Mike Gallagher wanting to let you know that the crew of the Desperado Sport Fish in Virginia Beach, Virginia, supports Armed American Radio and the Second Amendment. And I'm right there with them. Now back to Mark Walters.
1: Back to me, Car Firearms Group Studios, fired up for you. Just beginning the second segment in the roundtable. Buckle in, it's going to fly by. Sig Sauer, Mike, fired up for you. Have you bought a new Sig yet? If you have not? Why not? Visit Sigsour.com, go check out your local gun shop and pick up a SIG. I tell you, the, the P365 macro is one of my favorite guns ever. Enjoy that. Uh, we'll talk more about all the guns. North American Arms. We'll talk about cars. We'll talk about all kinds of fun stuff. Because the Thompson that I have from car is probably. I mean, that thing is it, Greg in Dallas, I gotta tell you, because you know I love that Thompson, right? I have the TM1. Yep. That gun is a family heirloom right out of a box when i bought that thing (laughs) yeah of course really truly it's a funny story why i got it and how i got it and i'll have to tell that before the hour's up so greg remind me during a break to tell that because it is a really cool story sure and justin's here and i know he's heard the story before but it's fun to hear and he'll love to hear it again all right so we we just heard from brad uh what's going to be a bruising uh campaign no doubt primary anyway if desantis jumps in the ring justin let me go to you with the same question and then I'll, I'll tease this. Greg and I were talking during the break, and I took some notes because I didn't want to miss these. I want to cover these with you guys as well, because where we're going with you lends itself to a couple more questions. But as you just mentioned, you would hope that we don't see that. Yeah, I don't know. Like we said, you know, DeSantis hasn't announced a run yet, but he's got to know that if he does, Trump is just going to go after him like crazy. He's already signaling that now, and DeSantis hasn't announced a run. Will DeSantis do what Neil suggested and take the high road, talk good about Trump, and just let those punches from Trump roll off? Now, the human being in all of us is eventually going to get defensive and punch back hard. What do you think?
3: Well, you know, Mark... uh All the political persecution that Trump has received from the Steele dossier to the Mueller investigations, to the two impeachments, and now to the threats of indictment, has transformed Trump from a political leader into an American martyr. So I'm afraid that if DeSantis goes after Trump, he's going to end up being nothing but a Judas and a wreck. Yeah, I don't think he will. I,
1: I, I tend to agree with Neil here. And, and as I was talking with Greg during the break, I think the smart thing for him to do if he runs again, he has not announced anything yet. Assuming he does. If he does, I think he would be best to just kind of smile and let Trump be Trump and answer the political questions and keep the personal attacks and the punches out of it. I just don't know how long any human, can, human being is going to be able to do that, Neil, because it, your human nature is, is going to kick in at some point. Now, answer that quickly if he's capable of doing that, and then I'm going to start another next line of questioning. Greg and I had a fun conversation during the break. I want to bring it to you guys.
4: Right. The, the, so far, the, uh, the sort of the, the A plot or the A narrative for the DeSantis campaign is to basically pretend we're not running for president and talk about the successes of Florida. The governor is a winner. He won by 20 points in Florida. And he has taken on the woke corporations. He took on the woke teachers. He's uh, taken on reporters and that he has shown that he's not he doesn't back down. And that he is a winner. And basically, he just as long as he talks about Florida as a blueprint, that's just the plan. And you basically ignore Trump. And we saw for the first time the press conference a week ago in Panama City, where he made the comments about the hush money and everything. It, it's really the first time that you saw DeSantis reacting mm-hmm. to Trump. What what DeSantis has been doing is he's been poking, 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 and then when Trump explodes, DeSantis says, see, I told you he was crazy. And for the first time, you have, you have DeSantis reacting to Trump, whereas Trump now has the initiative in this relationship. I will also point out that Jeff Rowe, who was Ted Cruz's uh, senior consultant in 2016 and has worked for a number of Republican Candidates and campaigns, including Glenn Youngkin, uh, governor campaign, the gubernatorial candidate uh, campaign, in um, was it uh, 19, right? So it's like Jeff Rowe is now working for the official DeSantis super PAC, and so the question now is: the people around DeSantis and DeSantis have been going with this sort of uh, the sort of uh, you know the, the, the narrative that I've talked about before. Is Roe going to start talking to the governor about taking taking the gloves off and, and getting dirty with Trump?
1: Well, I will tell you one thing. This is what came up during the break. If DeSantis announces a run, the media is going to go nuts. Absolutely nuts. And Greg had to bring up The View. Okay? I don't consider The View media. But you've got that loudmouth Anna Navarro over there talking about how miserable it is living in Florida right now. So my suggestion is go move to New York if you don't like Florida. But you do like Florida. That's why you're still there. The media will go nuts. The left wing media will go absolutely nuts. Now, let me throw this monkey wrench in and uh, Brad, I'll take it to you. Is there going to be an indictment? Are the Democrats stupid enough? Is Bragg in New York stupid enough to indict Trump knowing? what will happen with Trump's base as a result.
2: Uh, With what Bragg is working on, I'm not convinced they will indict him, but I do think, and I I said on this show months ago, uh, at some point they're going to try to indict him for something. And if I had to guess, they're probably going to circle back to the whole uh, classified document thing. I mean, there's already been a little bit of rumblings about how Somehow, what he did is so much worse than anything that you know Hillary has done or Joe Biden mm-hmm. has done or anyone else. So I think that I mean, and plus that that'll be a federal indictment, which the Biden administration will have to control uh, a lot more closely than than a state indictment, you know, in Manhattan. So I, I do think I would not be surprised at all uh, if they if they do indict him. I think that's I think that is part of the play.
1: A federal indictment would be political suicide yes. for the Democrats, uh, absolute political suicide for a federal indictment. Y'all get to you on that. I can hear your wheel spinning right now. Justin, do you think Bragg is foolish enough to indict Trump, knowing what that will do to his base?
3: Oh, I, I think, I think, Bragg, well, I might be a conspiracy theorist in this. I think Soros wants DeSantis to jump in, and he wants to have a You know, he wants Trump and DeSantis to be going at each other so that they can really create a fission, a rupture in the Republican Party. And I think, you know, one of the the incentives to get uh, DeSantis to throw in his hat and run is, you know, Soros and the Democratic left are saying that they're going to destroy Trump by indicting him criminally. But <laughs> I think. I don't see any
1: conspiracy theorists there, brother. I, I don't disagree with that. That's been Soros' playbook for Democrats quite some time.
3: Uh, yeah. I think Brigg was going to indict Trump, but then, you know, put that out that he was going to get arrested. And then there was a huge surge in popularity for Trump. And now the Democrats are kind of scared. <laughs> it's still left to see what, what they're going to do. Yeah, you know, I,
1: don't, I don't see anything conspiracy theorist about that. I mean, that, that seems to have been Soros. I mean, Soros is a dirty, evil guy and with a ton of money, and that's, that's just been the game plan. That's been part of his playbook for quite some time with those DAs. When we come back, we're going to continue the conversation, ask Neil one more question about that, then we're going to go to the ATF hearings. Back after this, guys. Don't go away.
8: It's the Bill of Rights, not the Bill of Needs.
1: this segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Don't forget to use the promo code AAR at MyPillow.com. Welcome back. Ah, uh, Yes, welcome back indeed. I'm just going to throw a quick question over to Neil. We could, we could go round and round and round about this DeSantis Trump thing all day. Uh, jumping back into the roundtable here in the Car Firearms Group Studios on the six-hour, Mike. All brought to you by X Insurance, Daniel Defense, and Let'slanders bringing us the video. All of our partners, please visit all of them. Pick up on my pillow, use the promo code AAR. Defender Coffee, use the promo code AAR. Heaven's Harvest, the emergency food. I know people throughout the South that if they don't have it, wish they did. Don't find yourself in that position. Sleep better. It's really simple to do. Cost you about 140 bucks with the AAR discount to get that entree bucket from heaven's harvest make sure to have that food and you will sleep better trust me on that one i know from personal first-hand experience uh, neil McKay I'll go to you on this uh, during the break uh, greg and i were talking about a number of of issues and one of the topics that came up is florida you're down in tallahassee i believe it, Is florida does 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 uh, santos have to resign in order to run for president in the state of florida
4: well, this is, uh, this is some a matter for some speculation, right? The law was put in when back 20 years ago when Charlie Crist was the governor of Florida mm-hmm. and he was the golden boy of American conservative politics. And they put in this yeah. law saying, hey, Dimes Charlie, if you're going to run for president in 2008, we need you to resign. So they're in the process of fixing that, right? So right now, the Florida legislature has a two-month session it goes from March to April. Uh, the House, like two days ago, just passed the uh, constitutional carry bill that right. the governor has promised to sign. There's a number of sort of, um, I guess you'd call them, some of them are messaging bills and some of them are actually concrete bills uh, dealing with insurance and all sorts of things. But it's it's this is a very serious session, and the governor is, is really exerting great pressure to get things done and basically... He's basically saying he's completely agnostic. Like He, he doesn't really care. It's, uh, he's not a candidate for president. He's worried about being uh, governor of Florida. Uh, I, I oh, will great. tell you, well, going back to Ann, Ann Navarro, if I, if I could just indulge, you could indulge oh, me. God, please go ahead. I brought it up. Go ahead. Because I'm, I'm a Florida guy, right? right. Now that I'm like Florida man, right? So there's, there's a very, very wealthy man. His name is uh, Al Cardenas. He worked in the Reagan administration, worked in the H.W. Bush administration. He was the head of the American Conservative Union, which, of course, runs CPAC. He was also an advisor to the Jeb Bush campaign in 2016, a fabulously wealthy lobbyist today, has a beautiful mansion in Coral Gables. And he was married to this woman who he divorced after 40 years of marriage. He divorced his wife in 2018 and married Anna Navarro in 2019, and I can tell you, she is not leaving Florida. You know, (laughs) she's got a great setup, and uh, you know she can she can squawk all she wants. She ain't leaving Florida.
1: No, of course not. And AOC is going to continue to vacation in Florida, and Newsom will continue. he'll get caught down there at some point, too. There's no question about it. All right, well, we're going to move on to ATF, because this is some really disturbing stuff, guys. Brad, let me go to you. Uh, congressional witness admits Bloomberg Gun Control Group asked ATF for pistol brace rule. Now, this is extremely concerning for a lot of different reasons, and I won't tell you what my concerns are. I want to hear yours about this. But when you had Jim Jordan, Questioning every town for gun safety's federal legal director Rob Wilcox on at Thursday's hearing, and he got him to admit after lying, saying he hadn't had a conversation with Duddlebach. Then he came back and, after some pressure from Jordan, admitted that he did. That they asked him to move on this pistol brace. We've now got gun control groups that are apparently. Working directly with the director of the ATF, AFT is what Joe Biden calls it. Of course, we joke about that all the time here. And we now have a rule that will turn millions of Americans into felons. And this is what the anti-gun left has in store for us and embrace it and love it. And they admit at a congressional hearing, after denying it at first, that they're working with the ATF. This should scare the living crap out of every American.
2: Brad, your thoughts on this? I mean, the existence of the ATF in general should scare the Americans because of yeah, the bureaucracy <laughs> You know, bureaucracy. Uh, you, know but th- you know, this is an example of why they wanted an ATF director so badly, right? And that because it gives them a, a direct conduit uh, into the organization that they can use uh, to to come after you know law-abiding citizens who exercise our Second Amendment rights uh it, it, having a director and someone who's basically essentially on their payroll uh gave them a big stick and a weapon and that was why it's such a big deal for them to get something like that and that's why it was such a uh you know, betrayal uh for some of the rhinos and you know the senate uh, to could, to confirm uh, an ATF director because this is what this is what happens they come after us and that's the whole point of this whole the, the entire existence of the ATF is the, the whole point of it is to come after our civil rights period is a government agency, a rogue government agency has no right to exist. It only exists to come after our rights. Uh,
1: I can't argue with any of that. Justin moon, CEO of car arms, of course, the ATF and gun manufacturers are, let's say, uh, romantically involved. Okay. And I'm going to assume that when you hear something that Bloomberg's wallet is involved in the ATF making decisions that, as Brad just pointed out, they shouldn't be able to make anyway outside of Congress. That Congress can only make these decisions, and I'm hopeful that that gets squashed down. But the mere fact that you have a billionaire Bloomberg anti gun, America hating, freak gun hating zealot who is apparently in bed with Dettelbach and working to turn tens of millions of Americans into felons. What, is, what do you think about that as the CEO of Car Arms?
3: Well, Mark, it looks like the British are coming. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no conspiracy theory there either, Justin.
3: <laughs>
1: Keep your father dry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy. I, it, it should frighten every single American. Any honest, living, breathing, honest American should, should step back and go, wait a minute. This is not how our system works. And I don't like guns, and I don't think anybody should have guns, but I sure don't like what this smells like. We still have a republic, or at least I thought we did this. Isn't that the way honest Americans should be approaching this, Justin?
3: Well, you know, I thought we lived in the republic too, but these days <laughs> I'm not sure. we It seems like yeah. more and more we live in a third world
1: banana republic. Well, I mean, listen to what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about indicting a former president. We're talking about Bloomberg's millions infiltrating, uh, you know, getting right to the head of the ATF, asking for rules changes outside of the legislative process in direct defiance of our republic form of government. And I, you know, I can't disagree with you. In fact, I do agree with you. Neil McCabe, the AFT, every town for gun safety bloomberg's money infiltrating this rogue organization should scare the crap out of every american neil
4: yeah i will also tell you that uh, one of the rules when you get a press gallery pass on the on capitol hill is that if you are a reporter you cannot be a lobbyist it's one of the reasons why they created the press gallery because reporters were acting as lobbyists lobbyists were acting as reporters and they wanted to separate the two so you either a lobbyist or you're a reporter and yet there there might be a hundred Bloomberg employees who have gallery press passes for the House and the Senate who are working for a man who is actively lobbying for policy at the administration, obviously at the legislative level I, I i think this is one of the untold stories and I did think it was interesting i don 't wow. know it, it, I think it was at this last week at this uh, at the uh, ATF hearing with a t f hearing where they with a congressman has uh, why isn't Hunter Biden arrested for lying on a right, background right. check form? And the guy's like, oh, I, I had no idea. There's gambling in this institute. There's gambling here. I'm
1: shocked. Yeah, the whole thing's a lie. The whole thing is a lie. These are dog and pony shows. And I got to hand it to, to Jordan. Obviously, he knew the answers to the questions he was asking, and he was leading the every town Witness. Well, let's just say... Right to the stream, and he took the bait. Armed American Radio, one more segment left in the roundtable. Don't go away.
0: to Sebastian Gorka letting you know that the Desperado Sport Fishing Crew in Virginia Beach, Virginia supports Armed American Radio and our right to bear arms. Now, back to Mark Walters. Ah,
1: uh, welcome back. Final segment of Armed American Radio's Monster Cast. The roundtable here in the Car Firearms Group Studios on the Sig Sauer mic, all brought to you today and every day by X-Insurance. Please go out of your way and visit all of our partners, please. They make all of these discussions every day, now getting close to our 15th year, the start of our 15th year on the nation's airwaves. We're on hundreds of radio stations around the nation because of our partners and because of you. And we need you to support the partners that we have that bring us the show and they support you. And that's how the equation works. We scratch each other's back. We're all fighting for the same cause. And believe you, me, the other side would love to shut voices like this down. And this is not going to happen. And it's not going to happen because of you and because of partners like Carr and SIG and X insurance and lead slingers and Daniel Defense and Heaven's Harvest and Legal Heat and Defender Coffee and cheap gun club and all the rest of them that you can find over at armedamericanradio.com and north american arms another fantastic supporter, and longtime supporter crossbreed holsters all of them please visit them they're all at armedamericanradio.com so brad i got to go to you here quick before we keep going because i asked a question during the break on the chat i jumped in the chat and i said uh do you guys have any questions for the round table what's a good question you guys would ask the round table if you could and uh, Di Primo came on, who you know as your mother, and she said, uh, when is Brad going to visit his parents? So there's the question <laughs> for you at the round table. Brad, when are you going to visit? Mom.
4: <laughs>
1: I hate to put you
2: on the spot, but that was too good to pass up. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, I think, uh, so, you know, being from Columbia, Tennessee, uh, I think probably next Saturday might be a good time to let it hold out because we're going to be celebrating Mule Day, uh, which is a big time holiday in Columbia, Tennessee, the, the mule cap of the world. Uh, you know, little known fact but Columbia, Tennessee supplied a uh, good percentage of the mules used to uh, draw the artillery and other supplies of World War I for the American Army in Europe. And prior to that, uh, that was the place to go to get a mule. If you had a farm, or the army itself bought mules uh, from Murray County, Tennessee, and Columbia. So we celebrate uh, our heritage as being, you know, uh, a mule <laughs> capital of the world at one point. And it's a great time to get together with red blooded Americans from uh, rural Tennessee, and you know, uh, have a good time at the fairgrounds and, and watch a mule pulling contest, like a tractor pull, but they use mule teams. And until recently, they used uh, prisoners from the county jail to stack the weights on the sleds. It's a lot of fun. Wow. That's interesting stuff. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, yep. Neil, it, it sounds easier to just go get some ribs, doesn't it, Neil? <laughs> I mean, I'm yeah. just saying. Now, here's a question, and I'll take this around the table from Brian. Can, what are the odds of any does presi- Uber deliver?
4: It, does, does Uber deliver mules? Just asking for a friend. They deliver ribs? I know that. <laughs>
1: Okay, so Brian asked a question. Brian, do ask a question. What are the odds, Neil, of any presidential candidate pushing to abolish or at least rein in or reel in the reins on the ATF as well as the other agencies? And I'm assuming that would be during a presidential campaign. Is that something that we're going to hear from Trump or that we would hear from DeSantis or from Nikki Haley, who is just a rhino as far as I'm concerned, or anybody else that's throwing their hat in the ring? Will the ATF be a campaign issue? I think it's a great question. Thanks to Brian for asking that. Neil, you, we'll, t- we'll go to you first.
4: Uh, no, not unless there's uh, significant support in Congress for it, because uh, no political consultant or staffer would allow a candidate to go that forward and risk having people bounce back at him, uh, telling him you're crazy and you want to. It, 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 it's, it's it's too politically uh, volatile if you don't have the votes in Congress to get it done. Okay. Which is why, which is why basically you can defund it. You can do things like we had we went 10 years without a confirmed director. There are other things you can do, but, uh, you know, that's the answer. All right, Justin. Now, I, I, I love Neil to
1: death, but I don't like that answer. And let me tell you why I don't like that answer. Because Neil is likely right about that from a political standpoint, obviously. However, I sure would love and I guarantee you Trump's base of Second Amendment supporters or even DeSantis's or anybody else's for that matter would love to hear a candidate say, I'm going to rein in that rogue unconstitutional organization that's coming after our freedoms and our civil rights in violation of our Constitution. Wouldn't that be kind of fun to hear, Justin?
3: Well, I'm looking forward to Trump getting rid of the ATF and maybe the FBI. why
1: <laughs> Well, you know, listen, Trump made a comment the other day when he was in Waco and stated basically that, Neil, real quick, give me four more years and they're done. Not ATF, but he's talking about establishment Washington period, Neil.
4: Well, well, yes, and and that's why it's unfair to judge any president by his first term. And so it's always in the second term that you have the most success against the entrenched deep state and you do the policy things and, you know, you basically spend four years, your first four years being lied to and tricked and ambushed. And then in your second term, you can really focus on getting things done because you're wiser. And, you know, like that's why, you know, Trump looks the Trump team looks so incompetent in year run because we were comparing them to the Obama guys who had been, you know, who had basically been learning the ropes for eight years. It, it's part of the cycle. Well, Brad, having heard
1: the question and what Neil just said, I, I, I mean, think about what Trump will do in a second term as far as cleaning house from the. That's why they're all scared to death, Brad. You know it. I know it. They know it. And why they're going to pull out all the stops to see to it. Trump doesn't get reelected in the meantime. Driving his base to record growth. The more they come after him, the stronger he's going to get. I think he's proven that, Brad.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like you know, Donald Trump. Uh, you know, for all his faults, I mean, the man's a fighter. And you take a swing at him. If you miss, or if you, if you don't take him down, he only gets stronger. And you know, I think that the left definitely fears a essentially a fully weaponized. Uh, second Trump administration. And I think, you know, they're rightful to fear, to fear that because I think that, you know, he, he learned his lessons the first time around. I think in some ways, you know, he, you know, I don't want to, it's not a pejorative thing, but like I think he was kind of the dog that caught the cards for his term sometimes where he didn't realize what he was in for and, and the type of opposition he was going to get and the directions it was going to come from. Uh, this time around, I think he's fully aware where it's going to come from and, and how it's yeah. going to be. And the man is smart and he's a fighter. And, you know, I think this uh, second Trump term uh, could prove to be devastating uh, to, to leftist uh, agenda, which I think is, you know, whether it be Trump who carries that the ideology forward or, or somebody else. Again, you know, I'm not going to stand beholding beholden any one candidate right now. I think Donald Trump is probably the corner and, and, and I will vote for him if he's the, the nominee and, and the best man for it. But, you know, the the idea that, you know, the, the, the MAGA movement, which is, you know, America first and you know, we carry that forward in the lessons learned from that first term, uh, you know, a second a, a second bite at the at the cake is gonna be huge for us. We just gotta oh, you better happen. believe it. You better
1: believe it. Justin, real quick, let me finish with you. Does Trump win?
3: <clears throat> oh yeah, I I'm I'm backing Trump hundred percent. I think he's our guy. He's the guy to do it.
1: Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch. No question about it. Neil McCabe, thank you for being here and for everything that you do, not just here, but at One America News as well. Thank you for everything that you do and for bringing all of your wit and wisdom every week to Armed American Radio. Justin Moon, CEO of Car Arms. I didn't get a chance to tell my story about the Thompson, but we'll do that next week on the roundtable. And Brad Primo, CEO of Lead Slingers, thank you for all of your wisdom. We appreciate it every single week. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get up and do this again tomorrow precisely because they don't want me to. And I love that. That's why I love getting in this chair and talking with you about these issues and topics every single day. Enjoy the rest of your day. We'll see you on the radio tomorrow. Stay safe. And we'll see you tomorrow on Armed American Radio's Daily Defense.
0: You've just filled your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters, presented by X Insurance. X Insurance on the Armed American Radio Network.